Welcome to Sportsify with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. We are ready to go today. Uh, we're going to be talking through the NFC preview. We've got a whole bunch of headlines to hit in a moment. We're going to be talking baseball. I'm Matt Novak. He is Grand Gr- Hawker. And we are joined by our buddy, Jameson DeFore, on the third mic. We're, uh, we're going to be going through all this stuff today. And uh, we've got a whole lot to hit. So we're going to get running real fast first. We got to go straight into what happened in the week that was college football, the real like first opening weekend of the season. Uh, already some massive upsets. No kidding. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about uh, three losing the five in the Clemson Georgia game just in a second, but a game we did not pick because we didn't see it coming. Uh, and I haven't even mentioned yet in the room together today is UCLA LSU. Yeah. Uh, no the kidding. shocker of the weekend. <laughs> Chip Kelly finally has a squad ready to go uh, down in L.A. And they took it to LSU. They were in commanding lead almost the entire time. Uh, get the double digit win uh, that they definitely uh, need to start off the year. If you want to get noticed out of the Pac-12, you've got to have one big win uh, at a conference like this and taking down LSU, that says a lot. Uh, so Chips clearly had it together. They were running the ball well. Uh, LSU uh, just could not stop the attack. And uh, man, it looks like he's the real deal down there. So I'm super pumped for that. Uh, took a while. Yeah, took stinking forever. You almost wondered if Chip Kelly was going to lose his job. I kind of thought that he might not have a coaching yeah. job ever again. Yeah, after last year, you were like, mm, kind of seems like he's uh, like on the cusp. Uh, you know, we're at least starting to ask the question. And they were patient with him. Let it happen. And dude goes and gets a big one in week one. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So I said we were going to get to it. Uh, Clemson, Georgia. Uh, that was a toss-up game uh, for pretty much everybody. We did a pick them on that one. Uh, Grant Grant gets the win on me. Yes, I did. Uh, what was the final? It was 10-3. Yeah, I think it was, it was 10-3. stupid, boring, you know, football. Yep. Uh, Clemson doesn't look like they have an offense, guys. It's, I wonder if it has something to do with a certain quarterback that's no longer on that team. You know, probably, just, just a thought. it might have something to do with their quarterback and running back getting drafted in the first round <laughs> and maybe some offensive linemen that went in the first two rounds. I think they had a left tackle that went in the first round. I think we were talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Debo uh, or uh, Dabo. Dabo. I said Debo. I'm a 49er fan, so my brain goes there first. Um, Dabo's... Dabo's got some work to put in. That did not look at all like a top 10 team. And Georgia looks every bit the part of Mm -hmm. a national champion contender out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, They also had some just some missed opportunities for scores. That could have been a lot worse than 10 free. Yeah, I just saw the highlights, but I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah, it was it was not. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a very contested close game the entire time. Um, But man, at any point, Georgia could have just flipped the switch, you feel like. so. Good on them, man. Uh, they got to get another, a big win to remain in that top four conversation, especially with Alabama, another game that we picked, uh, just decimating everybody's hopes and dreams for a fun 2021 uh, college football season because, dear Lord, did they smoke Miami. 
What a shocker. Uh, I bel- what was it at half? It was like 24 to nothing, I think is what I want to call the halftime score. I, I, didn't, I, full, I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to this one. Yeah. What were you doing on Saturday? I don't remember. <laughs> All I saw is that Miami posted pictures of their new uh, turnover chain. And then I saw the score and I was like, you should probably just delete that. Yeah. And just move yeah. on. Yeah, dude. I mean, Miami loves to be flashy, but dude, sometimes it just comes back in their face. You know, they want that vibe, um, but uh, it, it doesn't always go their way. Yeah. That one was a no doubter. Grant yeah, and I we both picked, picked Alabama there. Yep. Uh, what was our other one, man? So we have, like, we, got two we more, have I think. Well, Wisconsin versus Penn State. Oh, yeah. Yep, um, and I, I took Wisconsin at home, and they lost to Penn State. Yes, they did. I called Penn State. And the biggie opener, yeah. man. So then next one we have is Indiana versus Iowa. I took Iowa in that game. I took Indiana, and Iowa so Matt won that one. did sneak that one out. Yep. And then the last one that we have here is uh, Texas versus Louisiana, and we both yep. took Texas on that. The Raging Cajuns fall. Yeah, that one. I mean. That, that, that still... That is your new me. favorite team, though, right? I mean, you can't beat the Raging Cajuns. It's an so. awesome <laughs> name. The fact that you didn't know it before last I, week's a little sad, proves really. How, proves how little I know about college uh, football. But, uh, you know, like, it It definitely, I don't know. It, they should have a bigger fan base just because they have an awesome name. Um, they really should. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Steve Sarkeesian has Texas ready to go. They weren't even sure which quarterback they were going to be playing. Um, and uh, that offense looked ready to go from the get. So good on him. Uh, not that Louisiana is going to be the biggest test they face all year. They've got a for sh- for sure uh, a massive conference opponent in Oklahoma, and uh, their whole conference is no easy run either. So, uh, but good win for them. And all right, so I got I got three out of the gate. Is that what I got? We're keeping score here. Oh yeah. So I got I got Iowa and Texas, Alabama. And then, yeah, uh, I got three. Uh, so did you get, how many did you get? I got most of them right. You get four? Why can't I now find it? I got it? two wrong, you got one wrong. Oh, okay. Right? I, got, I got one wrong. All right. And that, yeah, that was the Indiana versus Iowa. All right, so the guy that knows nothing about college football <laughs> uh, has already beaten me in Pick'em. So we will, uh, at the end of uh, our episode here, we will we'll get some more Pick'em games and uh, we'll have stuff ready for that. We get to do are we gonna NFL keep tra- Wait, question, week. are we going to keep track? Yes. Like throughout the oh, whole season? We of, absolutely okay. are. Okay. Um, Jameson, you can get on this one. Yeah, yeah. All right. All Jameson right. can jump in. We, we but, got... Um, he's he's going to be at a disadvantage, though, because there's, there's potentially five points he's not going to get. I'll come back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> the confidence is abundant right out of the gate. Let's go. Well, we'll get to some pick them in a little bit. I uh, want to run down uh, into the NFL. Uh, just a quick update. Cam Newton still doesn't have a job. Yeah, still collecting that unemployment uh, check. Yeah, there there has been actually zero movement on the three quarterback front. Um, yeah, would have definitely assumed that Nick Foles would be somewhere else, as we talked about uh, in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Thought that that would be happening. Um, you would you would think you would just think there's got to be somebody who plans on being a contender who wants to make sure they got the backup. I I don't know that the Colts really have an answer a backup that could be. Uh, a place where Jacob somebody Eason? goes. Or is it? It's is Eason, that? and uh, I'm going to forget the other dude's name right now. Uh, I think Eason's the go-to, though. But uh, the other guy had to start when Eason got hurt in yeah. preseason. Um, but I think the plan is for Eason to be there. I know that I know that Nick Foles is not going to go to Indianapolis. Don't get me wrong; that's not happening. Um, but uh, because you're not going to do that to Carson Wentz two times. 
No, but uh, we'll but get to that later. There's got to be some movement somewhere. I uh, hear really soon. I mean, Cam Newton. It, it, I don't know if he fits that offense uh, that Frank Reich's running. I don't know. Um, but uh, somebody I feel like needs to be there for the Carson Wentz inevitable injury. Uh, you can't tell me that Miami feels a hundred percent having Tua. Um, well, I saw all that by himself. Like the day that Cam Newton got cut, that the the top three teams that were supposedly looking into them and 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 to Cam Newton was the Cowboys, the Texans, and I think I think it actually might have been the Dolphins. There were there okay. there were three well, teams. That that, there were three things three teams that came out like as like specifically the Cowboys that had said they're going to do their due diligence. Yeah, because you, you can't tell me the Cowboys are also feeling good about Rush as their backup quarterback nope. if Dak goes down. You can't tell me the Texans feel good about anything. Um, so they'll they'll take anybody. But I think they probably want to win a few games or hope that they're going to win yeah. a few games well, before I mean, they make a move. Honestly, to be fair, I mean, I think by week one, by the end of week one or two, there's going to be an injured quarterback and Cam Newton will get signed. Yeah, did I just hear this evening that Danny Amendola, by the way, went to t- the Texans? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. yep. That, did see that, that happened while we were doing our, our drafts earlier tonight. Um, good for him. Maybe maybe he'll get some catches. <laughs> That's a big maybe. We'll <laughs> I mean, see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, are, we already did all our hate on, on the Texans last week, so we'll leave that alone. But uh, So Cam does not have a job. Um, the Ravens, sadly, have now lost two running backs and just today uh, signed Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad. Uh, he he likely is just needing to get in football shape because they yeah. clearly want him on well, uh, their the 53. Yeah. yeah, sure. For sure. You, you're, you're just running in days before the first game. So uh, they're playing Monday night against the Raiders. Uh, that's that's definitely too quick to get somebody up to speed just six days and let them run. So then I also I do have a question because I haven't actually looked into it. Do you, do we know what the COVID protocols are now with the new season? Like how long they have to wait? That's a good point. I do think that they have a minimum five days. Is that even if so, they're vaccinated? I do not know if a uh, vaccination status hmm. uh, does something there. It probably does. So they've they been be pretty harsh on, on those who are not vaxxed. Um, but yeah, that that could very well be playing into that. I believe, like I said, it's five days from the point of uh, signing contract. Um, that's what they're doing with close contact in COVID um, is five days and a couple negative tests. So I got to think it's somewhere along those same lines. Um, we're going to, in just a moment, we're going to check in on baseball standings. Before we do that, I have to make fun of myself because as we were talking about the Devil Rays last week, I I was talking about all these good things that they've got going on. By the way, they beat my uh, Red Sox two days in a row again. Uh, I don't want to talk about that too much. Uh, I don't want to oh, cry we can. We in can. the middle of the conversation. But uh, as we were going through it, I did happen to call um, errors turnovers. And yes. as a baseball guy, that is super embarrassing. Uh, I'm not so, even a huge just- baseball guy, but my eyebrows were raised when you said that. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you uh, lovingly correcting me. Uh, quietly while we were having our conversation and writing something down to let me know instead of, you know, having me hear it later when I was listening back through the podcast. I really appreciate your hard work. Um, threw me under the bus. That's what he did, folks. He threw me under no, the no, bus. No, no, no. I didn't throw you. I let you stay under the bus. I didn't do anything. I didn't throw you. Or anything. I like, let you stay okay. there. Okay, so you let me walk off the curb, yeah. get hit, and then we're like, well, I don't see nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I don't see nothing. Yeah, there's a there's a dead guy laying there, and I'm not telling nobody. Um, we're 
I want to check in on baseball standings right now. Um, I know uh, one of us has that up, right? Yes, I do. Uh, Grant's got that up. Um, Grant, I, I don't think we've had any change in division lead. Uh, no. But where are we at on wild card right now? You have that? Um, I don't know. How, I just have the overall standings. Um, I don't have the wild card. But so let's just see. Uh, the Devil Rays still have eighty eight. They have eighty eight wins now. I think they're eighty four last time. So they've they've kept their same win loss ratio seven seven and three in the last ten games. So they've stayed consistent there. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of changes. Uh, actually, there is a a little bit of, of changes. The Mariners and the and the A's are now tied. Um, okay. Well, so the Mariners are catching up. Yeah, the Mariners are catching bit. up. Well, we're we're technically still in the Mariners are technically still in third. We have more wins than them. They just have one last left. We just play, played a more, another game than they have. Yeah, that's right. They were a few, behind a few games. I know they got one more to make up. They're going to lose an off day we're here pretty soon. We're playing right now as we're recording this against the Astros. So I don't have a lot of high hopes with that game. But <laughs> Yeah, that, that didn't go well yesterday. Oh, uh, that was a long G- day. Gave up six runs in the hey, first inning. Listen, don't feel bad. The Red Sox were up 7-1. to one. Uh, I think it was going into the third, and they lost 12-11. Oh, yeah. to 11. Well, yeah, we just... I just looked it up. We just lost four to five, so not yep. too bad. Okay. I mean, loss is a loss when it comes to the playoffs, but yep. yeah. Um, no, I don't think we've had a whole lot of movement. I have noticed that the Yankees have lost seven out of nine and are free falling right now. Love yeah, um, we're here for that. We're all we're all about that. There's a strong consensus in the room that the Yankees could lose literally every game, which I think is kind of surprising since they've made a bunch of moves in free agency, got some heavy hitters, and. Yeah. Uh, I've seemed to look worse. So Joey Gallo, since they traded for him, is batting around a buck twenty. <laughs> he went from being one of the best long ball hitters in the big leagues to falling off the map uh, since the All Star break. So uh, kudos to you, bro. And if you want to keep starting every game, I would love it. Uh, as a Red Sox fan, I am super all for that. I'm. Um, well, we'll continue to to monitor that week to week as we're having our conversation. Um, but uh, tonight we've got a bunch of stuff to jump in on, and we're going to get to a real thick and heavy conversation. There will be arguments tonight. Yes. Uh, there will be strong disagreements. Um, somebody is going to go home in tears. It's probably going to be Grant. Um, <laughs> okay. And I would think you think that I'm a stronger Listen, only one of that. the three of us has a cat that lives in their house, so you're going to go home crying. That's just okay. obvious. Oh, also, but before we do that, we should probably yeah. have Jameis say what he, say a little bit about himself, also his, his teams and some of that kind of stuff. We Yes, we were going to get uh, into that. Um, uh, we can go ahead and do that now. That's totally fine. Uh, but sorry, Jameson is, uh, is, is our buddy and, uh, he's going to be with us each week, uh, engineering a podcast. Um, me and, me and Grant are, are bad at, um, you know, technological things to an extent. Um, but Jameson comes in with a lot of expertise in that. And I, he also is somebody that talks sports with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did absolutely terrible in his first year in my massive fantasy football league. Uh, he's hoping to redeem himself. Um, uh, so Jeez. I, I welcome him. I blame I, I, COVID sports. He, he, for... well, you had, you had horrible injuries last year. Yeah. I, I, I will give you that. A hundred percent. You did have horrible injuries. <laughs> um, so we welcome in what the Falk, uh, as he is known in yes. our fantasy football league. Nice. Uh, accidentally auto draft last night, by the way, Ooh. but we're all good. <laughs> you still feeling okay? Actually, yeah, I got Lamar Jackson, so. 
Okay. I'll, I'll take some fantasy. I mean, you're going to get a thousand I'll rushing get, yards. And... I got three running backs in my starting lineup. So. That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah, That's what you get with fair. Lamar. Yeah. You do it's get fair. the extra thousand yards and however many touchdowns. You cannot go wrong. I, w- I, I mean, obviously, you if you can pick Josh Allen uh, in a good scenario, can't go wrong with either one. Because yeah. Josh is going to give you probably a few more touchdowns. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you swear your allegiances to. So we're obviously going to get more into this later, but I'm a big Rams guy, which up until the last few years hasn't really meant much in this conversation of the <laughs> NFC that we're going to have. But big Rams guy forever, basically. Um, and when it comes to basketball, which is my go-to big Blazers guy as well. So, um, <laughs> I just got a phone call. Yeah, we got All a right. phone call in the middle. Of- we're blowing up. That was yep. fun. But uh. Yeah, big Blazers guy, big NBA guy in general. Um, not much of a baseball guy, but that's what Matt's for. It's fun. So, um, but yeah. So when NBA comes around, I'll be bringing it there too. But big Rams guy. Yeah. So high yeah. hopes for this year, and we'll get into that. But yeah, I um, yeah. When we when we talk, we get into the NBA season. I think uh, anybody that's listening is gonna gonna hear a lot of passion and we are uh we're we're also really big into the hypotheticals i think the nba is hypothetical (laughs) because anything can happen Mm -hmm. year to year you got all these big names that live on one and two year contracts and uh and so you know we're gonna have uh, a whole bunch of uh, conversations about things that could potentially happen um but it is the sport that does that by far the most you know um you know, you, you kind of feel like you know certain things about other sports. Like you go into a, a baseball season and you see just a wrecking yard of, you know, a, a pitching staff that on their one through four. And you're like, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to see them in the playoffs because pitching gets you there, um, you know, and and uh, and you got some dominant bats and whatnot pair with it. Of course, you know, in football, if you have the quarterback like you're, you're going places. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, already as we're going through the AFC and the NFC, as we're going to talk about in a moment. We we've got some teams that are no doubt top fours. Um, there's one or two teams on each side, or one team probably on each side that you feel like, yeah, that's it. And I think it's easy to say it was last year's Super Bowl teams, but um, you know, in, uh, in basketball, it's just completely hypothetical year to year. So much can change in the landscape of free agency, and it affects uh, literally everything well, in the sport. The, so the mid, the like the. The midseason trades that happen sometimes are crazy. Yeah. Too. Just like in this last year, all the trades that happen in the middle of the season. Yeah. I mean, once a team knows they're out of it in basketball, right. they're, they're willing to sell the farm because it's not hard to reboot a 13 man roster. You no, know, it's, it's not. It's not a 53 man roster. Right. It, it's yeah. very difficult to build a 53 man. It's very difficult to build a 30 man well, in baseball. And again, it's very and difficult. And again, like you said, they're signing one and places. two year deals. Right. As opposed to in the NFL, you're signing three, four, five. Four year deals. I mean, we're seeing even now we're seeing a lot of five year deals right. with some young players, and so right. and you you have to you have to commit to those players, right? And and I will I will love talking about contracts when it comes to basketball, but you can almost guarantee if you have two supermax deals on that team, that team cannot win a championship. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, mm-hmm. and I and so I I love bringing that up when we're we're talking about different fan bases and people are like, we're gonna win it all with Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Because uh, if you're holding on to that that contract and you decide to not trade Ben Simmons, for instance, you're doing nothing. 
you know, hey, Philadelphia, there's a team in the Pacific Northwest that would love Ben Simmons. As long as he comes cheap. Yes. As long as he comes cheap, we'll talk and about it. As long him. as Dame's not in there. Yes, yes, yes. That. Well, yes. no, that's not happening. No. Another shooting guard there can go. Yep. We can but, all cross ourselves with our left hands. Uh, Damien does not go anywhere. Yes. Um, anyway, we're going to jump into the NFC uh, for this episode. Uh, Grant's going to be leading us off uh, because we, uh, uh, we're going to end with the NFC West today. For those of yeah. you that have been uh, waiting for that conversation, I think it's the most important conversation probably for those who would be listening along with us and engage in our conversation. So, uh, Grant, where are we starting off today in the NFC? Yeah, we're going to start with the... We're just going to get the worst out of the way. We're going to go go to the NFC East. Oh, yay. We're just going to get that okay. done. Um, Flip the switch. Let's get it done. You know, yeah. Let's just... Yeah. So we're just going to start off with the Eagles. The Eagles had one of the worst seasons last year. Even though their record wasn't the worst, they had by far one of the worst. They were by far one of the worst teams last year. The end of the season, 4-11-1. Um, there was so much dysfunction and chaos with this team that they had the... I, I think they had the worst season aside from... I mean, maybe the, the, the Jets and the, the Jaguars, but like... The record was four and eleven, but they they should have lost every single game just by all the, all the chaos, all the drama that happened on their team. All of that centered around two players, not two players, two people, Carson Wentz and the head coach Doug Peterson. And it said that like the most important relationship in football is the quarterback and coach. Sure. If you have those right, you can win championships. I mean, Brady and Belichick, Mahomes and Reed, Tomlin and Roethlisberger, uh, Wilson and Carroll, Manning and Coughlin had a great relationship. The Giants. If that relationship is solid, you can win Super Bowls. I just named named why, but this obviously was not going to work out. And so, if it was this was so toxic, this team was just doomed, and they had to they had to uh, rebuild. And so that's what they had to do. I think it all start the chaos all started when they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round with the fifty third pick. I mean, we heard. I mean, I remember I watched this draft and I was like, "What are they doing?" I remember being like, "This is this is insane." And I know that Howie Roseman was like, "Oh, we you know we want a." You want a backup quarterback? I know he mentioned something about years ago when they let Russell Wilson fall in the draft. They just kept him up for for night. So he said something along those lines. These players that they've left, but with that being said, that that irritated Carson Wentz a whole lot, and it was apparently super easy to upset him. Um, but I, I don't blame him because they just paid him a lot of money. They made to the playoffs the past three seasons in a row, and then they in their their second pick they drafted a backup quarterback, a team that was in in playoff contention often. Yeah. And I understand there's the, you know, Carson Wentz had been injured and things like that. But it, at the same time, I don't know. It, 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 the, right now there's that, that Marvel show going like the, what if this would be an interesting. What if, if they didn't draft Jalen hurts, because I think that this is where this all started in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think it starts with, uh, I mean, when are owners going to learn and, and front office staff's going to learn, you have to tell your star quarterback. Yes. That you're drafting a backup. You can't surprise that Aaron Rodgers. That, that early, you, know, you can't exactly. surprise. You cannot surprise Aaron Rodgers. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, you like uh, Belichick made a phone call and yeah. let Tom Brady know. Hey, just so you're aware, there's this kid named Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, and we really like him, and we like him enough where he we think he'll just be an incredible uh, asset to the team. He's going to be a good backup and yeah. come in and camp and compete. And he was like, cool. And then he just went in, does what he always does, beats the kid out, and goes and does his job. That's how you handle this. You yep. have a conversation. So it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It was not um, a secret that Carson Wentz wasn't happy with that. 
Um, many reports right. came out about it, things like that. How did that pick help them win now? All those kind of things. Nonetheless, Carson Wentz played absolutely awful yes, last he season. Did. He had a QBR rating of 41.9. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was that bad. With 16 touchdowns and tw- with 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions oh. in 12 games. That's bad. He was wow. awful. He looked like the worst quarterback, like uh, uh, the star starting quarterback. Hand up in the air, Cam Newton. Last year. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> but also Cam Newton played like half of the games. Yeah. Wow. So they're out of it. Yeah. But, but that, that being said, that caused COVID. friction with Doug Peterson. Peterson benched him in week 12. Hertz took over. Reports came out that they hadn't spoken eight, nine, 10 weeks throughout that season. Ooh. And so again, if, if, Bye-bye. if a team wants to win, they have to have the, the head coach and the quarterback set. And they did not have that set, which is crazy because like two years ago, we would never thought it was possible because he was, he had 33 touchdowns close to MVP, but then tore his ACL all that kind of stuff. They went off and won the Super Bowl. Either way, it's not a recipe for success. So Wentz was traded to the Colts for a 21 third round pick, conditional 2022 first round pick, and with the Eagles committing to Jalen Hurts for now. And again, I say that for now because we just got a small sample size. We don't really know what he could do. Right. I know they believe in him, which is which is great. And I we've seen promising things, but again, it was only like five games. Five, yeah, like five games he played. They also dumped Peterson because he needed to go. And especially because, in my opinion, after a lot of people assumed that the last game of the season, he was trying to throw that game because he benched Hurts in the last game of the season and players were ticked off about that. And once you when you lose and you lose your credibility as a coach or a leader, in that kind of way, you have to go. You just have to go. You, you can't just throw a game like that. Even if even if you're you, you know, maybe you think the game is over. You don't put your team in a position to lose as a head coach, because then your players don't want to play for you. They don't respect you. And then, and then the game's over. So they got rid of him. They hired, uh, Nick Sirianni from the Colts to be the new head, head coach. He had an interesting press conference. He looked like a deer in headlights in his opening press conference. (laughs) Yeah, That was awesome. I forgot about that. We kind of forget about that because of Dan Campbell's electric one, but Nick Sirianni looked like a deer in headlights. A lot of criticism there. Um, Eagles fans are, are not, uh, Shy of criticism. But so with that being said, in the offseason, they did lose. These people throw snowballs at Santa Claus. They boo their own. They boo their own (laughs) players all the time. And but in the offseason, they lost notable ones. They lost Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. Uh, They did re-sign Brandon Graham and Boston Scott. And they also brought uh, Jordan Howard back on a one-year deal. Um, So they didn't do a whole lot of, they did almost no big free agent signings. Just kind of brought a lot of people back, back on on one-year deals. They did trade uh, picks 12 and 84 to get pick 10 in the draft to draft Devonta Smith, um, who they didn't really need to trade up because the Cowboys needed to draft a defensive player in that 10th spot. So they weren't probably going to draft a wide receiver. And then I think it was the fear though, that others were negotiating move up. Yeah. It was well known that that 10 pick was going to get traded out of. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, but it it was definitely still a shocker to see, Someone trade within division on draft day. Still yeah, weird. for sure it was. I was super weird. Uh, so they got Devonta Smith, which hopefully will be a good wide receiver pick for them since they have passed up on a lot of uh, really good wide receivers and not had great luck there. That being said, they also drafted center Landon Dickerson with 37th pick to help with the interior line help, which is definitely a weak spot in their line. They do have some winnable games this year, I think, but I, I don't see a lot of promise in them. 
I think they'll win seven games this year. I think they have the least talent in their division. Like I, I can't name of like a, a star, a whole lot of like an actual like star on their team. No, I mean obviously they have a lot of hope in the small sample size with Hurts. Yeah. Uh, and and you know they're welcoming in Devonta Smith who comes out as you know probably Heisman, I, I thought Heisman he was going to be the winner. first wide receiver taken. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot Heisman of criticism winner. because because he was this, he was small. But he sure. proved he proved that you don't in today's NFL though anybody can like, succeed. Who cares? I mean, we, um, we, when are we going to be over this conversation about yeah. the, size, the size doesn't of really NFL matter. players? Uh, it's ridiculous at this yeah. point. But, but yeah. so the, I I I like this team. I don't like the team a lot. They don't have a star on their team, defense or offense at all. And so I think they have the least talent in their division. So I think they'll win seven games. That's three more than last year. They do have a lot of winnable games. They play teams like the Raiders. I think they play. A couple of those teams that are on the same level, skill level as them. So I think they're seven and eleven, right? Well, no, no. What do you math? Seven and ten. Yeah, seven and ten. Wow, can't do math. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the Giants. The Giants finished second at six and ten. I'm gonna say that again. They finished second in their division <laughs> at six and ten, which is oh, just weird. Such a great division. Um, yeah, they brought in special teams head coach Joe Judge from the Patriots. Definitely a head scratcher. He was special teams coordinator and. Not, not that that's not very common. Not a not a typical move. No, but usually uh, special teams yeah. to head coach. But I will say, he seemed to be a good fit for that team. Though the players played hard for him, I think the defense impressed all of us. It was a very impressive defense. Blake Martinez. Well, yes, Blake Martinez. That dude is a machine. Yeah, tackling machine. But so like their defense shut out some pretty impressive offenses. Yep. Um, my my Seahawks being one of them. That was a huge upset. Oh yeah. Yeah, they beat. The, the Seahawks there. They beat a couple other really good teams. That defense was impressive. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Bradbury, mm-hmm. the, the corner there was impressive. They had another corner that I'm now blanking on. But so their the, the secondary is pretty solid, things like that. They did lose Barkley in week two to ACL, MCL, MCL all the tears in the leg. All um, the CLs were torn. Yeah, all the all CLs, CLs were, they were all torn. And that offense looked pretty awful without him. Uh, they definitely had a Barkley-sized hole in that offense. Daniel Jones did not have a great year either. He only had 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 14 games. Ooh. I didn't know it was that bad. I knew he didn't have a good year, but I didn't know it was that Ooh. bad. I what? don't know his rushing touchdowns. I know he likes to run. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure he got probably three or four there, but still, that's only maybe 15 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. I mean, what you're, prob- what you're about to mention, I know, uh, it was, is, is a big deal in terms of moving them forward, so don't run into that, but it's a... Anytime you lose Saquon Barkley, you're going to or a back that is of that caliber. Yeah, I mean, you're you're taking even with even with a good replacement like Gallman was for sure. them. Um, you know, it, you're you're losing probably six to eight hundred yards out of the starting yeah. running back position. Um, because that dude is more than capable of hitting uh, yeah. fifteen hundred yards, and he's gonna be anywhere from twelve to sixteen touchdowns on. Average, like because he's super dynamic, he can yeah. catch and run for and the do. next for the next four years. Those are his numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I, with the talking about Daniel Jones, I think in a way this is kind of a prove it year. I say kind of because now I think they will actually be able to look at his skill set as, as as the front office and see what Daniel Jones can actually do. Because I think that he will be healthy. Saquon Barkley will be healthy. He's not coming in and starting replacing Eli Manning. He's going to have a full season where he can be the guy. And with that, they drafted uh, Kadarius Tony with the number 20th overall pick. They signed Kenny Galladay. Love that pick. I, I do, love that get. I do too. Kenny Galladay is super underrated. Yep. Uh, 
He had over a thousand yards. He was a great receiver. They also still have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, who are some mm-hmm. solid receivers who will get Good you three, four. Yeah. yeah. So I think that this is going to be kind of a, a show and tell of Daniel Jones this year. I think he can have a good year. I think he can get around 26, 28 touchdowns and sure. 12 interceptions, somewhere around there. Because, I mean, we saw it in his rookie year. He got like 24 and 12, I think, was what his numbers were his first year. So I, I think, though, but this will be an honest look at his skill set this year. Yeah. They did lose uh, Kyler Fackrell and Kevin Zeitler, which I think were big losses for them. They did re-sign Leonard Williams to a three-year deal. They also, oh, they also signed John Ross, who will get speed. He'll probably get two catches, but he has a lot of speed. He'll <laughs> but stretch you to cover him, so he'll take a safety away. Yeah. Uh, they also did sign Kyle Rudolph as well to get him some more weapons as well. So they're, they are trying well, to build still, around him. They've still got Ingram. It'll be yep. interesting to see what they can do. You know, when you have a Galladay, uh, if their, their, uh, their draft pick ends up being uh, somebody who can work the middle a little better, yep. which I know is what they want him to do. Um, take some of that pressure off Ingram because he's getting he's getting uh, covered by a safety and checked by a linebacker. Because that dude regularly. is super talented when he's healthy. Absolutely, and and you would just hope that he's going to get hit a little bit less, uh, yeah. drawing just one on ones rather than two on ones yeah. all the time. So, so this team got a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah. This team got a lot better. Uh, the Pro Football Focus actually has them as the second most improved receiving core behind the Jets this past year. Oh, so they so that Kenny Galladay, John Ross, okay, um, some solid pickups there. Their draft as well. I think this is going to be a much better team on paper, but who knows how that'll translate. I mean, for all we know, Kenny Galladay could not be a great fit. Kadarius Tony could, could be a so huge you bust. Them a few more wins. I am. I'm giving them. So they were six and 10. I think they will be eight and nine. Okay. I think they'll win two more games. Yeah. Um, I think they will be competitive for this division because eight and nine is competitive for this division. Apparently six and 10 was competitive for this division <laughs> since they play second. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I like them. Uh, I like them around the five hundred markers. You can't be five hundred anymore. Yeah. Eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere in there. I'd I'd love to see them get the positive. I think Saquon. I think Saquon could put, be the thing that puts them over the edge for sure. Yeah. When it comes to that, um, but this entire division, I know we're going to continue to talk about it. Just it seems like uh, is bent on whether or not you're healthy. Yeah. Period. Yep. yep. And speaking of health, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Yay. So the Cowboys finished six and 10, like the Giants. They placed third because of some um, tiebreakers and things like that. Dak was on pace to shatter the passing yard record in five games. I had him on my fantasy team. He was getting me like over 35 points every game. And then something else shattered. As ankle. Yeah. It was, that was a nasty. <laughs> I, was, I was eating pizza. I almost threw up my pizza when I saw this. <laughs> so it was bad. so gross. He just stood up. Ugh. He like sat up and just his ankle. Were we was watching pointing. that one together? Yeah. yeah it was after church. Out of, yeah. We were at South Boss. Yep. That yeah. was, it was brutal. So when he got injured, this team fell apart, but not just him. 21 players went on IR last season. Now I know Ooh. that this past season, a lot of teams had 20 plus people on IR, but still get on the 49ers. level, yeah. Cowboys. But still yeah. 21 is a <laughs> lot. 21 is a lot of players. If you think about it, that's close ish to half. Your players went on IR at some point. Yeah, you're, now, well, yeah, and you're carrying. What are you carrying on Sunday? Forty-eight. Is that what you're carrying? I Do think so. Carry? I think it's forty-eight. So, I yeah. think so. With a couple of promotions in practice squad. Yeah. So twenty-one players at some point or another went on IR. Mike McCarthy was the new head coach after Jason Clap Your Hands Garrett. Uh, they brought in Mike Nolan as the defensive coordinator. His buddy. Uh, that was not a great fit. Mike Nolan was awful as a defensive coordinator. Defense gave up. 386 yards total a game. They were horrendous on, on defense. Bad. And looking at some of their stats, if you break it down, I believe it was like 270-something uh, 
passing and then 100 and almost 60 rushing, which doesn't sound as bad when you, but when you watch that team, because they only end up ranking like total defense. It was only like 26th or 27th in total defense. I was looking at, there's a lot of work. There was like five or six worse teams than they, than them in terms of total defense. But when you look at how that defense played, the losses they had, that secondary was atrocious. The stats don't right. do justice how bad they were. They were constantly big, giving up big plays, 20 plus or more yards. That's the stat I was trying to find. Because I think they probably win in that category of giving up the most 20, 20 plus yard plays. Because they just, everybody was lighting them up. Up and on the field, that secondary was awful. They looked confused half the time. So they fired Mike Nolan, brought in ex-Falcons coach Dan Quinn, who I'm a big fan of as a Seahawks fan. Let a, let a couple historically awesome Seahawks teams. He's done some incredible things. I think that he can be. I think that he can be a great, a great defensive coordinator again. I think that just some stuff happened uh, in Atlanta that just didn't turn out that great for him. But I think that as a defensive coordinator, that he can focus on that. And I think it'll be fantastic there. They also drafted Micah Parsons, twelfth overall, to kind of help that defense, help Leighton Vander Etch. Uh, that'll be a great linebacker core there. My prediction is nine and eight. Probably the most talented team in this division, but can it come together is the real question. That's the real question, especially that secondary. They did add Malik Hooker and Keanu Neal, who I think will be some good rotational players to put in there. But I think nine and eight is is their prediction because I, again, they're a couple injuries away. From, like if Dak Prescott gets injured again, yeah. I mean they're they're six and ten again or I, six yeah, and eleven. Yeah, skinny, skinny Zeke is not going to carry you to the playoffs. Yeah, um, he just not, he does not seem to be the. He's, every year, there's just he does not seem to be. You know, we want to bill him as a bell cow. Um, you know, you look at fantasy stats, and the dude is, uh, or fantasy projections. He's like, I think number four, five rankings right now. I th- I think he's five. I think I think is it's five. Yeah, and I think he's behind. I, yeah, Kamara, Kamara, got him Derek, on Henry. on half point and uh, and regular. Um, I think he's probably a little lower on the PPR, but oh, also uh, just I mean the. They paid Dak Prescott a lot of money. They played. They've paid Zeke a lot of money. Yeah. They've Jerry Jones just hands out cash. Well, and they don't. It, it, yeah. And I. They I just think say, they can win now. I don't think they can win now, and I think that that's going to, in the long run, be damaging toward that team. I'm just saying I don't think Zeke carries them farther. No. Um, than uh, than a than a nine and eight record. That that seems like a best case scenario if Dak doesn't play. 14 or 15 games like he he has to get over that 14 well, game and, and i think and i think as well do anything. he has to play fantastic most of those games we, I, and i think he will oh I, no, I, yeah, yeah i think like, he will too like, but i'm think thinking he will, he's gonna have it, to it's gonna have to fall on him right it does it does Zeke, and that's Zeke can't fine do it for, for a while but when it comes to the playoffs you realize you have to have a balanced team your team has to be balanced you got to be able to be strong in all facets well and let's be real here if they make the playoffs they're going to get beat by oh, yeah. literally anyone in the NFC because yes. they be the don't have team. a defense that They'll be the stands weakest up. team. So, yeah. yeah. So going on to the uh, final team in the NFC East, we have the Washington football team. They finished 7-9 last year and made the playoffs. But the craziest thing, they were the closest to beating Tampa Bay out of all the teams they played in the playoffs. Uh, was it T- Taylor Heineke? Chad Heineke? What, or what was, it, what was his name? This is really fun. Keep going. Heineke, whatever. That dude actually played in his first career Bob start. Heineken. His name <laughs> yeah. was Bob Heineken. <laughs> he actually played the best against that Tampa Bay defense, that stout Tampa Bay defense, which was just crazy. He also said good when they did, they said goodbye to this past season. They said goodbye to Dwayne Haskins, who just was not a good fit, did not play well. I think he was drafted 18th, 17th overall. And can I just say good for you, Ron Rivera? Yeah. Like, good for you, dude. 
Like you're well, the thing is, no too, one the, has stood up to Snyder for years, and no. everybody that does gets booted. Even well, Shanahan even, got booted what, 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 out of that was, place was, with that was guy. Was Jay Gruden the coach when they drafted him? Uh, yes, he would have to been. He, he didn't like ticked. him. He didn't like him. Well, yeah, because Haskins was his his friend's kid. Yep, and and he brought him in. But I, I mean, Rivera genuinely said, "Here's the standards, and if you yeah. cannot live up to this, you're gone." Yeah, and the dude gets busted. Like you know, it, right after he, they'd had this conversation, Bunch out of nightclub, no COVID. You know, he's he's not wearing a mask, and he's around a whole bunch of people, and just being seen putting yeah. his team quote unquote in jeopardy. Yeah. And Rivera's just like, "Here's the bench, kid." Yep. And at the end of the year, he's like, "Look, you grew as a person, but not as a player to the point where we trust you with this franchise. Yeah. We're gonna move on." You know, I I love that. I, yeah. I love that Rivera stood up not to just Dan Snyder. But to uh, to all young quarterbacks, set the bar. And it's set a bar. You yeah. gotta stink and yeah. live up to this. Well, and I, and I mean, and you know, as much as that sucks for Dwayne Haskins, uh, apparently he's been impressive with the Steelers. He's apparently their number two on their depth chart. So maybe he'll find success there. Who knows? But in doing so, they also they since they had to say goodbye to Haskins, they brought in the goat of all goats, Fitz Magic. He's obviously the fan favorite. He's a, he's just he's so much fun. But they brought him in. Fitzmagic will come and sprinkle his uh, pixie dust on this team. They're gonna win. They're gonna win seventeen games. They're gonna go undefeated. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're gonna win all of them in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I so so they, they they brought him in, which I loved. I love that 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 pickup there. I think he's a solid again, kind of like I alluded to in the last episode, how Teddy Bridgewater is kind of a, a patch, a bridge. I think Fitzpatrick is a bridge to what for, sure. for what is next. Maybe he'll be there two years. I don't know. Um, I also don't know how old. Fitzpatrick is at this point. I think he's thirty-seven or thirty-eight. That's what I was. He's my in guess. Your, like seventeen right now. Yeah. So he's yeah. getting up there. I, I was. Yeah. Yeah. How he's Jameson. We'll look up how many teams he's been on because I. It's like uh, eleven or twelve. Well, I mean, just list every NFL team and there you go. <laughs> yeah, you you yeah, have them fair. all. That's fair. Yeah. This that's is fair. At least half. M- Mr. Uh, Journeyman, but he's a journeyman that's found success, like yeah. in in other teams and took teams to playoffs and things like that. So they brought him in. They did lose Ryan Kerrigan and Morgan Moses in free agency. Ryan Kerrigan was a pretty big one. I was but, so surprised they didn't trade him last year. I, I legit thought that the Seahawks were going to, yeah. he was a high he, pick. He was talking to a lot of teams yeah. and I know our 49ers, once they fell out of contention yeah. that, that, uh, I'm, that, yeah, that, I'm legitimately surprised away, he stayed. But, yeah. But he, but he did, but then he went, he went on his way. Lost Morgan Moses as well. They did sign Curtis Samuel, which is a, a pickup. I do like Curtis Samuel sure. actually had a pretty solid year in Carolina as a, as the, as the third, the third receiver. I, I think I picked him up for a couple games and spot started him and he'd get me like 12, 13 points. Like yeah, he, when DJ was down. Yeah. So yeah. he, he, he's a pretty, he's a, he's a speed guy. He's a, you know, I'm going to catch three catches for like 89 to hundred yards. It's kind of, he does. So that was a great pick there. They also picked up uh, Adam Humphreys and they also re-signed Brandon Sheriff. Is that how you pronounce it? Scherf, Scherf, whatever. They re-signed him as well. They drafted uh, Jamin Davis, the 19th, to kind of, I think, replace Ryan Kerrigan, kind of re- rebuild that part of the defense. I think this is a, se- a sneaky, solid team. Uh, if you just look at that team, you got you got Chase Young, you got Montez Sweat, uh, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, you got Curtis Samuel. They, they have a very solid team. They also have Fitzmagic. I think they're 9-8, and eight, and I think they're in, in competition to win this division. I as you notice, I have I think I I have them tied in terms of win loss with the Cowboys at nine and eight. Um, I think I think the Washington can can win it because of that defense because they have what 
Dallas doesn't. If it comes down to a showdown between those two teams, which I think it will, I think that that Washington defense is going to snuff out what they need to do because it's, it's a very good defense. Yeah, so. I like that a lot. I, I also cannot wait for uh, for the play call when when they're using their nicknames. Fitz Magic to Scary Terry yeah. for the first down. That's yeah. going to be good. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for it. Uh, fantastic nickname team. Yeah. Uh, so I think 9 and 8 is their, uh, yeah. I think is their best. I mean, they could go 8 and 9, but that could win the division too. So Solid analysis. I agree. Yep. Concur. Not a lot of disagreements here. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some crud that we can disagree about. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I think boy. we're going to have some fun in, uh, in the NFC North. Okay. A little bit. I got right. two decently contentious ones. Okay. Um, the, uh, uh, we're, we're just going to start off with the bottom of the barrel. For, I saw so many stupid predictions this last week. It seems like everybody, everybody that like quote unquote writes for you know a website right now is just trying to Uncle pick Joe's a blog. garbage team and make a case for them. Um, and I saw several teams or several of these things, and you see it on Instagram all the time. Uh, here's so and so, this writer from whatever blah 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 blog, um, and we're saying that as no name podcasters too. <laughs> um, uh, to the you know, has five the, people listening right has, now? Has the Bears? Uh, has the Bears at you know? Oh my gosh, I saw one that was like eleven and uh, eleven and six. Me? That's a joke. Eleven and six as the as the four seed. Oh my uh, gosh! I mean, it was like they. I've seen them winning the division. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Um, the Bears roster is not great. We're gonna get to that. Uh, but let's talk about what they just came out of. Last season, the Bears made the playoffs. Did you realize that? Because I totally forgot. Um, there's a reason that we don't remember. Um, and that's because we were fixated on who beat them uh, in Drew Brees' final season. That was his last playoff win. Um, but uh, they went 8-8 eight and eight, uh, and made the playoffs after starting the season 5-1. and one. Not, a, not a great ending. 3-7 and seven there to close yeah, out the that's year. That's brutal. Uh, they got bounced in the first round again by the Saints. Uh, the Bears' key losses came by choice as they moved on from quarterback Mitch up and down Trubisky. Hey, hey, um, that, that's the MVP. The, that is a... M, what is he? The, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. It's the MVP. It's oh, true. Oh, He's the yeah. one and only. He literally won this award? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's so put nice of the NFL to name, try okay? to put his face on something. Um. <laughs> they moved on from Trubisky, who finished the season with definitely a subpar year. I uh, left the the Bears ranked in the bottom five or six of almost every passing category as a team. They also uh, moved on from Kyle Fuller, who was due to make twenty million dollars this year. Talk about a bad contract. Uh, Kyle Fuller, not a bad corner at all. No, he's a solid corner, but he's not a twenty million dollar no, Jalen Ramsey corner. Okay, he's not. Um, and neither is Jalen Ramsey. Anyway, Ooh. they signed. We're getting into it. Don't worry. Ooh. They signed Desmond Trufant, uh, who was their attempt to fill that void. But then they cut him before cut down day. Uh, he left the team to be with his family on what they was labeled a personal matter. He never came back from the team after August 13th and is still currently unsigned. Look for that to pop up at some point when your team uh, is down a guy. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Before the draft, they decided to add Andy Dalton. Uh, at an affordable $10 million for the upcoming season uh, was not what you'd call a popular pick in Chicago. Um, the memes were amazing. 
And the Chicago oh, fan base, well, pretty solid my, on that end. My favorite part about the whole thing was that, like, two days after they signed him, they tweeted a, they tweeted a picture of him that said QB1. He is QB1. Still, well, at this moment, uh, he came in uh, alongside Super Bowl champion, the one and only Nick Foles, who I will Super say Bowl is... Super Bowl MVP, uh, nonetheless. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who I will say, he, he's the best backup QB in the game. You need to win one. You need to win a few. Nick Foles is the dude. Okay. Um, and he'll win the one, apparently. Yeah. And yeah. he will win you the one. Uh, you're welcome, Carson Wentz. Uh, and uh, in the draft, then they go big. Uh, they drafted Ohio State uh, star quarterback Justin Fields at 13. I think this clearly sets up a new era for the Bears and way to go. Them embracing uh, the mobile moving everything quarterback, the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the Russell Wilsons of the world. I'll keep him in that category for now. Kyler. Um, what's what did Kyler Murray? Like Kyler Murray. Sure, sure. Uh, he had, you just say he's not. Are you trying no, to? No, he had mobile? one good year though. I'm giving the other guys who have been here a little longer a little more love. Okay, but I'm just saying he had like 800 yards last season <laughs> yeah. rushing. Yeah, one one year. I, uh, I, but, the other people are better than him. I I'm named all these that. people who are better than him. Why Why are you looking at me like, I just said no, but, because no, but, I didn't no, name but, Kyler Murray. Well, no, because you're like, sure, he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, he is. You don't like the amount of confidence I did not give that. Whatever. Okay. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm applauding the Bears for embracing this movement. So um, you can say whatever you would like. <laughs> I will. <laughs> With that, uh, they, they also decided to go after offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins out of OK State. <laughs> Looks like a bad dude, by the way. You should look up that photo. Um, I liked the pick at the time. I, I, I did. Um, and, but the Bears swung and missed here. Uh, Jenkins has slipped to third on the depth chart at left tackle. He's not a bust yet, but it certainly has fans disappointed. I will I'll give him credit. I mean, it looks like looks like a murderer is what he looks like. Um, but they were uh, they were hopeful that he was going to compete for a starting spot. Um, Mid round picks have been traded away uh, in previous years, so the fit of the five picks that they had in the sixth and seventh rounds uh, were mainly for depth. Uh, the Bears have also announced that Andy Dalton again is their starter. Um, because that makes perfect sense. Uh, you have Nick Foles, you have Justin Fields, uh, your future, and you have the redheaded wonder that couldn't win games in Cincinnati. And you're like, you know what? Let's give him the job. What do they call them? The red rifles? Isn't that what they call the red rifle? Yes. Yeah. I I mean, they got to have the deepest quarterback room in the league. uh, I mean, they definitely have. (sighs) Okay. Okay. So think about it. Say you start Justin Fields, which I think they should. Then your backup is Andy Dalton yeah. and Nick Foles. Like those are your backups. I mean, okay, that's but pretty. I mean, words. I mean, that's a little presumptive that we're saying Justin Fields is going to translate a little bit, a little presumptive. I, I it looks I mean, good. It I looks agree. Good. It looks good. You say the future's there. I don't know who's got other than Nick Foles. Like who's who's got a good backup right well, cause now? Because I'm especially saying if you're saying that Nick Foles is the best backup, I which, which I'm not arguing that. Yeah, that means Andy Dalton's three. If Andy Dalton is your third. You're third on your depth chart. You got that's a pretty solid. Uh, oh, the Eagles, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, that's and true. Joe Flacco. Mm, that's a pretty strong one too. That's, that's pretty good. I, yeah, I was like, man, there's another three team, three quarterback team. I've been waiting to see some movement on. Yeah, still wondering if, if Joe mm. Flacco is around very long uh, there because uh, Gardner Gardner's a heck of a backup. 
Uh, that's a dude that can sling it for 300 anytime you put him on the field. Um, but anyway, this draft class for the Bears was not good at all for the team that definitely needed to get younger. I uh, like the field's pick. That's it. Uh, the team uh, boasts a heck of a linebacking crew, of course, headlined by Khalil Mack, uh, who plays the outside linebacker. He plays opposite Robert Quinn, uh, another stud uh, inside linebacker. Roquan Smith is no slouch at all. Um, not a big fan of the rest of the defense as they don't have appears what, what to be uh, or appears to be uh, any quality starters uh, in the secondary or defensive line positions. This side of the ball feels like we ran out of money. So who can we get cheap? Um, <laughs> honestly, and uh, they they dug out of the bottom of the barrel. There's a whole lot of million dollar or less uh, contracts, you know, that are one in two years. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of looks like they're slapping some stuff together. So. I don't expect anything good out of that. Uh, the receiver room uh, returns Allen Robinson, journeyman Marquise Goodwin, uh, among others. I'm not a fan of that room. They need a set of hands to compliment Robinson, uh, who is a star. Is he still on the franchise tag? And that is a good question. I, um, I, I don't wait. I, I don't know if he got signed. Hmm. Like if he signed, if he signed a, a deal, if they penciled him in for an checking, actual deal. Checking. Um. And uh, they, but they do need another set of hands. They just haven't done it yet. Uh, David Montgomery is again going to be the lead uh, running back. It'd be interesting to see if he actually, you know, really gains traction here. He was a little bit up and down uh, year last year. Um, he's going to be followed up by Damian Williams, who was a contributor and spot starter for the Chiefs previously. Uh, both are pass catchers and will contribute to the Bears' screen designs as a part of Coach Matt Nagy's super boring offense. Um, Cole Kmet is tight end one, not being drafted outside of 12 and 14 man leagues. Uh, just for the record, don't take a chance there. You can get him later. Followed by a guy I was not sure was playing football this year and Jimmy Graham. Um, he had an okay year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did fine, but I, I didn't know if we'd see him back. I know injuries have been a thing and yeah. yeah. Um, the offensive line, however, is patchwork at best. Uh, Grant's favorite uh, tackle in the whole world. I, how how do you say? Uh, is it Effetti? Effetti? Jermaine Effetti. Effetti. Oh, uh, yeah. His favorite tackle in the <laughs> whole world. I hate world. him. Uh, I hate him. He, he actually played for the 49ers and the Rams and every other team that the Seahawks played. Gosh, he was a first round pick. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <sighs> Such a bust. Um, <laughs> he kept on him for way too he long. He started at right tackle last year, and he's the only person on this line that played all 16 games. <laughs> he play, He's the only one. That's why uh, you don't play Justin Fields yet, because you don't want him to die. <laughs> That's well, true. Okay, it's not even that. He's okay in pass protection. The dude just jumps off sides more. He, the, oh, he's, he's he, so flat. Like, when, he, when he played with the Seahawks, I think he was the most penalized yeah. offensive lineman like two years in a row. Yeah, no, in, in the league, not on the team, like in oh, the yeah, league. league. He is, yeah, he jumps, he hears things. Um, and to be honest with you guys, right tackle, when you look at position to position, was their biggest area of weakness. They let him play all 16 games, he sucked, and then they brought him back. Um, and, uh, and he's going to be their starter again. Um, no other offensive lineman started more than seven games last year. And the team brought in, get this, zero replacements uh, for a line that ranked in the bottom five last season in pass blocking in the lower third and run blocking. So like Justin Fields showed a lot of promise in the preseason, but I don't love him right now. This team has not solved their offensive issues. So 
I here we go. I just look at this real quick before we get off the Bears. This is the team we're spending the most time on in the division. Uh, this team's got a grueling schedule. Jameson, what do they oh, yeah. got? So uh, week one, Sunday night game. Very yep. excited because they're playing my Rams and loss with Aaron Donald right there. You're talking about their offensive line. So they definitely don't want to start Justin Fields that game because then not. he's in turn to a vegetable. Yeah, he. That's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, but we go Rams. Uh, we go Cincinnati. They should win. Two. They they should that's could a, win that game. That's a winnable game even for them. They're at, are honest. they at or at Cincinnati or at home? Uh, they are at home. Then that's a toss up. So that's a yeah. winnable game. Um, Cleveland. <laughs> no, that's nope. tough. Detroit. It's so weird to be saying that. By the way, that if you play Cleveland, it's most likely a loss. I, yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. That, isn't that weird? I, I'm pretty big on culture Cleveland, shift personally. here, people. I think. Uh, yeah, Matt and I are too. We're pretty yeah. big on Cleveland this year. Um, Detroit, which, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. They're an you interesting know, team. They're an interesting team this year. With Goff, I mean... I'm sure we're getting to them next. Am I right I, Yeah. I'm not yeah. big on Goff as, as a Rams guy, personally, oh, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 49er you, you wish fan he was still around. The, you yeah. wish he was still around. <laughs> Seahawks fans, we're pretty um, sad But we go Detroit, it, and then we go at Las Vegas. It's loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay. This Ooh. is this is where it gets yeah. tough. Oh, um, I can geez. see it from here. Green yeah. Bay. You go Tampa Bay the following week. Oh. San Francisco oh. at Pittsburgh. L. Baltimore. L. Detroit again. Arizona. L. And then to wrap up the season, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, Ooh. New York, which could be winnable again. We're, which New York? Uh, the Giants. Uh, which? Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that here now. Yeah, which we. We feel I like, like that team more than New this York team. is kind of middle of the road, so that's a toss up still. And then you finish off the year with uh, at Minnesota. That's an L. Uh, in January, you're not. I mean, even though you're Chicago, I don't. You know, you can play in the weather, but you're not going in and beating that Minnesota team. So that's that's oh. that middle of the season Dude, stretch so specifically brutal. is oh brutal. Word. And uh, and I gonna... already, I, yep. I'm with you. I don't really like the bears at all anyways Man. this year so well, I, I can't think of a more brutal stretch i'm gonna be honest no i i uh at least i, I just counted about. 11 win or 11 losses for sure yeah you know i i like 11 losses for sure i think the thing we probably need to give them is one maybe two division games because you're, you're losing both the green bay games uh, you might get one out of minnesota you, you might get one out of detroit maybe you get the one at home against detroit but outside yeah. of that, you got Could. Cincinnati, the Giants, and a shocker. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what you got. I mean, I can see them upsetting a team. Like, I mean, since they are a divisional game, they, they and now you might want to shoot me for this one, they could win a Green Bay game. I mean, they've done it in the past couple of years when they've been bad. I'm they've, not, won, they, they've stolen a game from Green Bay. I'm not dumb enough to say they couldn't win at home against Green Bay. I, it's like, unlikely. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not that dumb. They're they're not winning in the cold in no. Green Bay. Um, when are they playing at Green Bay? That's always fun. Uh, December second. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. they're losing that game. That's an L. <laughs> yeah, that's um, an L. I will say I I guess, and it just depends on where Minnesota is at the end of the season. Minnesota could potentially just be resting everybody in that mm. last week. So yeah. maybe you get like you get a free win at the end of the year there if you're not counting your kind of gimmies with like Cincinnati and maybe a Detroit game, but um, maybe you get, you squeak one at the end of the year to make it a little bit nicer, but I don't see them winning more than six games. I originally had them at five and 12. Um, after looking at that, 
I mm-hmm. wouldn't. I don't know if I'd take him for more than four. Um, that that middle stretch is just brutal, and it's not like I didn't do my homework and look at that. But looking at it with a second set of eyes after doing deep dives on other teams that I just think are so much better than them, I, I think yeah. four is a pretty realistic number. That that's uh, that's where I'm at. I th- I think they open up with a one and four uh, record, and it just doesn't get better. I think no. they can maybe win that game. It's it's Cincinnati. I'll give them that one, and they're but they're gonna lose those, Real and quick. then they hit that bad stretch start. Quick, I just it. want you guys' opinion. I'm currently drafting a fantasy. Do I pick Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara? Is this the is this a half point PPR or full? I'm not sure. This is my family league that my parents. Oh, so it's set to default, probably. Uh, Henry, I'm, I'm, Henry. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah. You, are you, what are you at? Three or four? Fourth pick. Fourth pick. Fourth yeah. pick out of eight. Yeah, I, I took Henry um, with the fourth in my my one earlier yeah. tonight. But yeah, I mean, especially like if you don't squeak like even a Vegas win, if you don't squeak that one out before you go into that Green Bay stretch, yeah, then you're especially hosed. Yeah, if you don't um, if you don't get to at least two and four and first six, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Uh, so. Goodbye, okay. and you can put Justin Fields back on the bench. Real quick, I just got to say this. Um, one of my friends who we all know who's in this league, um, our good friend Levi, with the uh, nope. fifth. <laughs> Did he just take Baker Mayfield? My friend just took Baker Mayfield. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> with the fifth overall pick. In the Levi, we love and I, hate you for that. I honestly respect time. it. Oh, yep. my gosh. The heart knows he's, what it wants. He's a He's a... He's a Browns fan just because he decided. Yeah. And so he bought the jersey. He bought the hat. He, he, he legitimately woke Baker up like a couple years ago and was like, who's a trash team in the NFL? And we were all making fun of the I'm Browns. in this league. And, and he just loved Baker Mayfield's nonsense. And he was just like, that's my dude. Oh my and gosh. That's, that's what he's about. That is hilarious. Good for him. I love Levi. Well, we're moving <laughs> right along to the Lions. Uh, I'm going to run through this one, uh, or run through this early part pretty quick. Uh, the biggest splash in the offseason uh, was made by the Lions. Not the Rams, but the Lions. I say this because the Lions traded 12 years starting quarterback Matthew Stafford to the Rams for quarterback Jared Goff, first round picks in 22 and 23, and then a pick swap third to fourth round in 2021. I bring all this up right now because this is the story of a team attempting to rebuild its franchise by suckering a team that likes to spend draft capital into an obvious win for the Lions. And here is why they did it. Okay. Uh, Jameson's got uh, Stafford stats up. And, um, and Jameson, how many playoff games has Matthew Stafford won? Oh, I think I know this question. Hmm. Well, uh, that'll be zero, unfortunately. He, yeah, he is. He has zero. He is zero and three, and the last loss was in twenty sixteen to my Hawks. Yes, I know that game. I'm not saying it. Uh, say that name. All right. Uh, <laughs> the human. All right, Jameson. Yeah. Then who must not be named? Would they? <laughs> with the stats still up, how many thirty touchdown seasons does Matthew Stafford have? Uh, two, last one in 2015, and that was when who was still playing? Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson. I uh, Calvin Johnson that year he threw 32, and nine of those went to Calvin. Uh, his other one coming back in 2011 when he had a records uh, type year, 5,000 plus yards, 41 touchdowns. I believe. 
believe, oh man, I'm going to get this number wrong now, now that I'm saying it. Was it 12 interceptions? 16. Oh, 16. Okay, a couple more. But uh, I had an incredible year that year. So he's got two 30 uh, touchdown seasons. And how many winning seasons has Stafford had in 12 years? Uh, Four. He's had four. four. All three of those playoff years and once he went nine and seven and, and missed the playoffs. That is what his career has had so far. Now, I'm going to say all that and understand that he did not have a ton of personnel. The Ford family did him dirty, in my opinion, uh, as they did Calvin Johnson and has, as they have done in the past to uh, Senor Barry Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, shorten the careers. And uh, In my opinion, I'm just going to say that Barry Sanders, in my opinion, the best running back to do it. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that this season. We're, That'd be we've fun. got a couple. Yeah, I've got a couple of segments where that we're gonna build into our episodes. Uh, we're gonna talk about some of our favorite players, uh, his, historically speaking, uh, who we think some goats are at different positions. That's that my kind jam. of thing. Yeah. Um. But I now someone explained to me, and 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 I'm I'm saying this rhetorically here, how this trade could possibly be bad for the Lions because I like Stafford. I do. He he's a come from behind win underdog kind of guy. You love to see guys like him do well. But he's good, not great. He's good, not great. We can talk about how bad the Lions have been at times and I I will say they got Stafford because they went 0 and 16. That's what started this. Uh when they were literally the worst team in the history of the NFL. So they had a lot of rebuilding to do in his first couple of years. Uh some of those things were shown uh, in his stats the first two years and then he took off in the third but um, this last year was awful though uh, again for the Lions um, and that's in his 11th season I believe it was a 5-11 and record in fourth place in the NFC North uh, in the draft they benefited off an incredible misstep by the Bengals that we highlighted last week uh, who drafted oh. Jamar Chase with the fifth pick of the first round and when Penny Sewell who plays what position, Grant? Left tackle. Redemption sounds like that, people. Yeah. Uh, when Penny Sewell, the left tackle from Oregon, fell to them at seven, they didn't hesitate in selecting him. And then they lost their collective minds in the draft room, and it was awesome to watch. Then uh, They took two defensive linemen in the next two picks as Coach Dan Campbell wanted to solidify the line of scrimmage. Win it in the trenches. That's who he is. I'm going to slaughter some names right now. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. On Wazurike. On Let's go with that. Um, Who has shifted from defensive tackle to defensive end and will rotate on early downs. Um, And uh, uh, Alim McNeil, who will start at nose tackle. Uh, I love it. We love it when teams find starters in the third round or later. Both of those are good gets. Yeah. Um, they also selected uh, Ifitu. I cannot. I, I'm not kidding. The Lions have the worst names. I mean, like we know how to say Penne because he played for our team. But like they yeah. have the worst names in but, the but, but NFL. Also, it's, it's a name that when you read it, Penne is not that. I mean. Okay. But when you they hear selected it. Ifitu Melifonwu. Who was born in Boston, by the way, at quarterback. I looked that up. I don't know why. Most Boston. <laughs> I was like, man, Boston. where is he from? And from then they're Boston. like, yeah, um, we, we, that's a rabbit a trail we could go down. Um, <laughs> they selected him at quarterback with a third round pick uh, that they also received from the Rams, that one where they traded uh, their fourth and got the third. Uh, overall, great draft for the Lions. Like a lot of what they did. 
The Lions had other key losses on the offensive side of the ball, though, because the entire wide receiver room left. Like, the entire room. Yeah. Um, they, it seems like they were really big fans of Matthew Stafford. Kenny Galladay went to the Giants, we just mentioned earlier. Marvin Jones and Jamal Agnew both went to the Jags. And Mohamed Sanu went back to the 49ers, uh, currently slotted in, I think, as their number four receiver. Uh, they made fair, very few big moves in the offseason. They re-signed their own guy in Romeo Aquara at defensive end on a three thirty-seven million. Uh, they brought back in uh, some cheap options or brought in some cheap options, a wide receiver, including uh, Tyrell Williams from San Diego, who I like a lot. He was a great fantasy get um, when Keenan Allen had gone down. Um, they brought in at corner bo- at cornerback uh, Quentin Dunbar from Seattle because um, Seattle likes to uh, let go of all of their saying, secondary. If you're, if, you're, if you're a fan of this team, he's not that. don't be that confident in him. He was very up and down. Sure, sure. That was when he played for your team. Yep. Anyway, um, they also got, I liked this get, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, running back from Green Bay. Uh, he's a big back. Uh, going to bulldoze some people. Um, and uh, mostly, though, they brought in a lot of one-year deals to create competition and give them depth. Uh, this team does have some key pieces in play with uh, running back DeAndre Swift and uh, tight end uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, like the upsides in the long term, but there are better teams in this division. Dan Campbell is starting something here, but they have the sixth toughest schedule in the NFL and some growing pains. I think this gets them to eight and nine. I think the emphasis on the line is going to be a huge deal for this team. Yeah. Uh, if you own DeAndre Swift, have a nice year. That's going to be fun for you. Um, I, I do love uh, Penny Sewell a lot as we talked about last year. Are you being sarcastic with the DeAndre Swift? No, I think he's going to That sounded super sand. That just sounded you're like, oh yeah, no, it I do sound sounded super did, sarcastic. Did, oh no, I'm, I'm so I like to lie a lot about fantasy football before I actually do my drafts. Uh, like I told everybody yeah, I, not I, to draft uh, Najee Harris uh, and then I took him today in my important draft. Yeah, you also told me not to draft DeAndre Swift and I did it anyway. Yeah, good for you. Um, but if you if you have DeAndre Swift, I think you're gonna have a good year uh, because one one thing sticks out uh, that I think uh, Jameson could speak to is that Jared Goff um, has a lot of plays that end up in the running back's hand. Very true. Uh, whether he is handing it to them or design uh, pass plays, yada yada yada, uh, he has a skill set that does not lend to throwing far down the field all the time but more so uh, in the 20 or less range. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of running back catches. And yeah. Swift is certainly built yeah. for that. I picked him up. like For some reason, he went undrafted in my league last year. Picked him up like week eight. He was great as a flex player. Yeah. yeah. I, I like... I, I, so again, I like him. Uh, I think they're building, but they're eight and nine, third place in the division. Yeah. Uh, we'll run through the last two really quick. Uh, in 2020, the Vikings uh, scored their... Third highest total points in team history with 430. Unfortunately, they also surrendered their third highest ever total on defense at 475. Um, thus went their record, a 7-9 finish and third place in the division. Uh, this team has legitimate stars on the offensive end. Dalvin Cook at running back, yeah. money. Uh, Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, money. Adam Thielen uh, as the other starting wide receiver. You almost sound like you're talking down about Adam Thielen because you love Justin Jefferson so much. 
going into this year. Yeah, yeah. You you do, and no, and there's no hate on Adam Thielen. The dude's gonna have an awesome year too. All three and of those it's guys. It's so crazy that he was undrafted. Right. Yeah. Oops. Missed on that. Yep. Um, but uh, Jefferson was definitely my favorite receiver going to the 2020 draft. I was literally pounding the table for the 49ers to take him. I was like, please, for the I, love of God. I was so scared they were going to when I saw you guys at the pick. I was like, he's there. Yep. And so I was like, and then when I saw you guys drafted Ken Law, I was like, that sucks. But I also like that more than I like you guys having <laughs> Justin Jefferson. I would I get. I totally understand. Um, but he was awesome last year. Uh, Justin Jefferson, his rookie campaign, 88 catches, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. He broke the rookie record, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, and if you have not drafted yet, if you've got a draft coming in the next couple of days for some reason, or if you're one of those weirdos that drafts after the Thursday night game, um, dude, if this dude, if this guy is not in you your do top that, three wide receivers, this, this, is, this is absolute no-brainer. Um, you got to go get him. Uh, Diggs, <clears throat> some guy in Green Bay, and then him. I'm telling you. Uh, knowing that they didn't need to make massive moves on offense, the Vikings played the veteran free agent market really well. They signed cornerbacks uh, uh, Patrick Peterson, Brashawn Breland. Peterson can still play. Just def- throwing that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's in his 12th season. He's played no. that long? Yeah, he's played that Dang. long. Uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson comes in. Well-known name. Solidify that defensive front. They all came in a reasonable price. Uh, they're all, uh, right now, the number ones at their respective positions. Um, they also did, uh, on the offensive end, end though, uh, add D.D. Westbrook from the Jags. I did not realize that's where D.D. ended up uh, until I was doing my dive here. Um, like that ad, that, that that's some speed uh, and some good hands uh, that they brought in at uh, also a really good price. In the draft, the Vikings traded their 14th pick to the Jets and wound up with six picks in the top 120, uh, which any team looking at that is loving it. Uh, they took offensive tackle Christian Derisaw at 23 uh, and, and with that pick from the Jets. That dude looks like a 10-year starter. He looks fantastic. Um, left tackle, as we stated last week, is my second most important position in football, and they did the right thing here. They drafted lots of solid depth uh, that included Kellen Mond. Uh, we mentioned that pick last week as well. Uh, who's going to back up Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Cousins had an impressive 2020 season. 67% completion rate, 4,200 yards, 35 touchdowns, and just 13 interceptions. Uh, hey, Jameson, you know who's better than Matthew Stafford? Uh, not Kirk Cousins. Kirk freaking Cousins is Best better than Matthew Stafford. Best is availability, and we'll see how that goes. With He's uh, not that... Kirk Cousins. No, from a COVID perspective. Oh, oh yes. If oh, I die, yeah, I die. <laughs> Him and Cole Beasley. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I bet I bet you they shake hands maskless in the middle of the field if they're playing this they year. And that is by no well, way... That, spit in each other's that is not us sharing like our that. COVID opinions <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. We, we, we're going to talk about that credit here. But I'm just saying they probably will. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, I'm just saying, though, no, look at those numbers. You're, you're going to get depressed if you go look at uh, Cousins next to uh, Stafford. Um, this is a good roster. I like the offseason they had. Mike Zimmer, though, is clearly on the hot seat um, yeah. and can't not make the playoffs. If he doesn't He's- make the playoffs with this roster, bye-bye. Yeah. Go find yourself a new job because the he offensive will, end, but- oh, he, he'll get a job. Uh, yeah. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah. coordinate somewhere for sure. Um, but I do have them at 10 and seven and comp- uh, competing for a playoff spot. 
I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it, it's it's all on defense, and I think they brought in all the right pieces. You know, there's a lot of team, there's a lot of available uh, short term gets on defense right now, and they did a really good job with that. So I like them and like where it's headed. Um, sorry, a little cough. My bad. But we're going to Green Bay now. Um, Green Bay is uh, probably not probably. They are the most interesting team, uh, or had the most interesting off season uh, of just about anybody. Uh, Green Bay uh, goes into the off season coming off of their second NFC Championship appearance in a row. They got ousted uh, by Tampa by five, uh, and uh, of course Tampa goes on to win the Super Bowl. Um, Lafleur comes in; those are his first two years at NFC Championship, NFC Championship again. Um, Aaron Jones, by the way, has been amazing uh, those two years. Uh, 16 touchdowns one year. I think it was 11 this last year and 1,500 yards, uh, total yards both seasons, by the way. Uh, just flourishing. Um, Adams looks amazing. He's having career year after career year. And Aaron Rodgers, super unhappy because that's all he's got. And he's wanting his second and third and fourth uh, to be, uh, you know, available, present, you know, wants him to catch the ball. And so in my mind, I love Aaron Rodgers. I really do. I I know a lot of people hate Aaron Rodgers. They call him a baby. Uh, They say he's a whiner and complainer. I hear a lot of even hardcore Packer fans saying, oh, he's gotten bigger than the team and all that. Um I think this guy is just asking to be a part of the decision-making process and he watches other sports and he sees guys like LeBron, um, you know, having the influence that he has over uh, the direction of a team. Uh, He sees how that works in the NBA. Um, He sees, you know, starting pitchers in in Major League Baseball, namely guys like Max Scherzer, um, you know, or Kershaw who have a voice and they ask for stuff and they talk about things and it happens. And so here's the dude wanting to do that in the ultimate team sport. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Tom Brady too, to put in that, I mean, he goes to a whole new team and they're like, all right, you're Tom Brady. We're going to like, we'll bring in Antonio Brown even because (laughs) you wanted him. Like (laughs) that's gotta be frustrating for him. Yeah. We'll literally hold dynamite in our left hand and start the lighter in our right and hope that this doesn't go bad. Um, just because you're Tom Brady, you know, that I, that's what Tampa Bay did. Um, but he's just asking to have that same kind of voice. And they have consistently shown, as we mentioned earlier, drafting uh, Jordan Love in the second round without talking to him about it first. Um, and then getting rid of Jordy Nelson, uh, which was a big one. Randall Cobb, which was a big he one. Also, he also, I remember he, he actually asked for them to keep Jared Cook as their tight end. Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> James he does had not a, have high opinions. Stone of hands, Cook. McGee. Okay, well, he did have he did have a Some good year with with he had one with, of the best with, catches I've seen. Yeah, against oh, the Cowboys. Oh so, yeah, jeez. I'll give him that. True. But he had a great year there, and so I know he he specifically asked, "Hey, can I have can I can we keep him?" And he's like, "Like, nah." I mean, they did bring Cobb back this year. He's not you know going to be a big contributor, but it's mostly a. It, well, make, it was, make Aaron happy to have didn't cost us guys. a lot. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I think that they absolutely had to do it. as the season approached. Aaron contemplated retirement. Um, he was not in communication with the team. 
um, was not talking to people. And he just sat there and, and thought it through. And he said even days before he called or, well, got into contact with the Packers and committed to the team for the year that he was still thinking about retirement. Um, it was 50-50. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a complete toss-up. And uh, But he decided to come in, collect his $22 million this year, um, which I know is probably surprising that that's what he's making. Only Wait. He's making 22. That's his cash coming wow. in this year. Um, but he, he got a very large signing bonus when he signed his contract. Well, I'm sure. So uh, they, they made him rich up front, and uh, his endorsement deals are a little better than most <laughs> everybody else's. Yeah. Discount double check. Um, Rogers! Uh, but uh, he he comes into a roster that is pretty stinking set. Um, you know they they're looking at a year um, with again a tough schedule, but this is a team that went thirteen and three last year. Um, I don't have a lot to go in and dive at because they just came back ready to go. It's the same roster they've got a the yeah. they've got the Smith uh, boys up uh, that are going to go after the quarterback. They've got. Uh, Isn't it crazy they're not actually related? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I legit, it's a very common last name. Though. I know it is, but, but they, I legit thought because like people refer to them as the Smith yeah. brothers. Like even mm-hmm. I think Packers, even Packers. Well, isn't it, uh, is uh, the Akora uh, from uh, Detroit? His brother plays the same position. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like he's backing him up. Huh. So the um, but yeah, it, it is it is funny, but the um, they're ready to go. This is a locked and loaded roster. Uh, Cobb underneath Tunyon uh, is going to be, I think, in that Touchdown double monster. digit again. He was yep. 800 yards ish and 10 touchdowns last year. I th- and Tunyon, they are just making plays for him in the red zone because that dude yeah. looks every bit the Gronkowski monster inside the 20. Um, but I've got them locked in as a 12 and 5 team just because of the difficulty of schedule. Um, we were noting here the NFC North's run of difficulty is tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, there is not a lot of easy games. Uh, there, there will be an NFC championship rematch uh, with the Buccaneers. Uh, and uh, I'll, lo- I'll be looking forward to that game uh, this season. But 12-5, and five, they're the division winner. And I think they're hosting a divisional playoff game.